Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. GearNetwork.com The following is a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. Hi, this is Jeffrey Weissman. You might know me from, oh, all sorts of films and TV shows. Pale Rider, Twilight Zone, Back to the Future 2 and 3. Saved by the Bell? I don't know what you know me from, but know me now from All Bets Are Off with Robbie Vegas. What's up, Rock Soldiers? This is the rock star Robbie Vegas with another brand new episode of the All Bets Are Off podcast. Today, my special guest is Robbie Reckless. Robbie has been a mainstay on the independent wrestling scene for a very long time now, and uh, I, I believe we met about 12 years ago, maybe more. I can't really remember, but uh, we've been in the ring together a few times, and I've been looking forward to doing this interview. Uh, I actually meant to do it uh, quite a while ago, so it's cool that we finally get him on here today. And before I bring you that interview, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ABAOPod. We run polls, uh, we post pictures of all of our guests, uh, clips of different bands that we've had on. Whatever you're looking for, we try and provide it. So uh, make sure you give us a follow and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Please, if you are enjoying this podcast, we appreciate you very much. And it helps with the algorithm when people are searching for uh, things that they're interested in. When you guys give us those ratings, we jump to the top. So very much appreciate you all, and let's get Robbie on the line. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys i'm ashers and i'm pat o and every wednesday we talk weird it's a weekly podcast bringing you the latest in cryptozoology, ufology, conspiracies, the occult, and all the latest in 40 and news. Everything from the ookie to the spooky. It's like coast to coast AM for people who fuck. Search for On Wednesdays We Talk Weird anywhere you get podcasts. See you guys next Wednesday. So Robbie Reckless, man, thank you for being here for your very first time on the All Bets Are Off podcast, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, man. Uh, I've actually been meaning to have you for a while, so this is going to be fun. I'm trying to remember, maybe you remember, what year we actually met. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. 
I want to say around 2012, if not earlier. That's what I was thinking too. It had to be somewhere right around there. And um, how many years at that time were you active in the business? In 2012? Yeah. Um, about four and a half. Four and a half years, give or take, is what, what you were around for at that time when we met? Yep. Wow. So how many active years are you up to now? I'm coming up on this September will be 15 years. Oh my God, dude. That's insane. It well, feels like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So the business has changed a lot since since you broke in. Do you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what uh, what are your thoughts on, on that? Like what are the biggest changes you've seen in the last 15 years since you got started? A lot of it's in the training actually. Really? Yeah, that's what I find. Some of the guys... Personally, I don't want to single anybody out, but some of the guys that I train with, mm -hmm. they just don't train the way that I used to. Like when I started, it was like, how do I say it? It was very intense and you, you gave it your all. Mm -hmm. I find that these guys sometimes now are giving it their all, but in a different way. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, I, I, I actually, oddly enough, I think I know what you're talking about only because I have my own school now. So, <laughs> so I, I think I understand what you're saying because the training is, is different, um, from when I broke in as well, which was 2011. So yeah, it's, it's, you're probably right. That probably is the biggest difference. Um, but have you noticed like a difference as far as like the way matches are put together? And, and this could even go for mainstream wrestling. It doesn't just have to be indie wrestling. Yeah. I, uh, if you watch wrestling from like the 2000, 2002 era, mm -hmm. That's, it seems like it was a long time ago, and it actually was now. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot different. Honestly, I prefer the older stuff. Even back in the 80s, I'm, I'm a fan of the 80s wrestling, and mm -hmm. I, I kind of wish we could see more of that style out of guys nowadays. But, I mean, it's, like we said, the business is changing, and it's got to change, though. Like, you can't just do the same thing forever. That's true. I, I do think that there was more of a storytelling aspect to um, older-style wrestling, which is what I believe made us all fans and made us want to do this in the first place. Yeah, for sure. So when uh, you're growing up and you're watching wrestling, when do you decide, I think I want to do this? Like, how old are you when you make that decision? <laughs> um, for me, it was around 2001, 2002. Okay. Which I would have been 11 or 12 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. I saw the the feud between like Kurt Angle and Stone Cold, SummerSlam and Unforgiven that they did. Yeah, yeah. During the Invasion Angle. Yeah. And uh, after, like, I already I was messing around playing with my friends in the backyard and stuff. Which do not do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, and then when Shawn Michaels made his return, I, I was set. You that know, SummerSlam from 2002 was probably one of the best overall pay-per-views other than maybe a WrestleMania. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I totally agree. I was, <laughs> it was funny because I was going to ask you who was inspiring you. And but right before I did, I was like, oh yeah, we're both Shawn Michaels guys. I remember. So you're like 11 or 12 when you make this decision that, hey, I think I want to do this. So... How long before you start training after that? Training after that? Well, I started setting up rings and stuff when I was about 15 or 16. Oh, okay. And then uh, I finally did a seminar with Cody Diener mm. when I was 17. And then I started training later on that same year. So you knew about independent wrestling pretty young then if you were setting up rings when you were like 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Neo Spirit days and FSPW, I, I was going to a lot of those shows. Okay. Was that like a big thing um, 
like was it like well known that indie wrestling was was a thing in your area? Because I know for me, it, it took me a long time to figure out that it was it existed because it wasn't such a big thing. It, no, not really. I I don't think so. I don't think it was like overly popular at the time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it was fun for me to go, and I knew about it. But that's because I was looking for it. <laughs> no, that makes sense. So when you actually decided to start training, who was your main trainer, and um, what promotion was was this under? When I first started training, it was with Chris Thorne. Okay. And at at the time, it was TWA. Mm-hmm. But now he's bought out CWF from Ernie Todd back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's he's probably owned that now since about 2012, I think, actually, around oh. the time I met you. <laughs> wow, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so he's had CWF for a while now, and that's his new, that's what he runs under. So I train with CWF. I'm actually one of the the trainers at at his school now. Are you really? Yeah. Wow, that came around full circle for you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, when you started training, was it like an instant like boom, I love this or and you like kind of took to it or was it like, oh man, I I don't know. No, when I first started training, I I knew I loved it. Although a funny little story is I went on tour with CWF and I took my first superplex like three three shows in come on and uh as soon as we landed just all the air left my body and i couldn't breathe oh my god (laughs) and then as i was laying there on the mat i'm like do i want to do this (laughs) (laughs) but then then the the comeback came and the crowd came up and it it was a hot finish and then i was like yeah this is what i want to do okay okay and that you said was (laughs) you were like three matches deep at this point yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who your first match ever was against? Uh, it was in what they call the Young Lions Rumble, and there there were eight of us in the match. Oh, okay. And uh, it was um, it was kind of unique because it's a battle royal, mm-hmm. but it's like Royal Rumble style where they count down the people coming in. Oh, okay. And then it's pin or submission as well as over the top rope. Oh, wow. Okay. And how did that go for you? uh, I eliminated myself. Okay. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So technically, technically in your first match, nobody beat you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Nobody beat me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So, you know, when you, you know, you were obviously heavily influenced by Shawn Michaels, but when you start training and you start having matches, who else is inspiring you? Are you, are you watching wrestling differently? So you're picking up things from from different guys that maybe you weren't paying attention to before? Actually, I feel like that didn't start happening for a while after <laughs> I was training. It, like, I just kind of watch because I love watching. I don't really watch to pick it apart. Now I do because I feel like you have to mm-hmm. eventually hit that point where you can't just watch as a fan anymore if you want to actually do it. Yeah, it becomes second nature to kind of point things out and wonder why things are being done a certain way. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that being said, who who are you watching now? Like, who do you like currently? I'm pretty big on Kurt Angle and The Rock. I don't know why, but they're almost like two completely different styles. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) I was like, so you have the guy who's literally probably one of the greatest actual wrestlers of all time and then the greatest entertainer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. Is there anything that you take from those guys for yourself? Uh, I'm not saying like you're stealing things from them, but like modifying things and making them yours. I'm I'm honestly I'm just trying to try to find a way to 
get Kurt Angle's intensity. Mm. It's hard to do though because that guy was he was intense. Oh my god, yeah, I know. <laughs> and you watch back too; it kind of makes me laugh because he did a lot of comedy stuff. But when the bell rang, he was just right back to being the most intense guy, and you believed it. There was no like, well, he was just being funny ten minutes ago. Like you really were like Jesus, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things I'm trying to steal from him is to be almost like The Rock is out of the ring Mm -hmm. in his promos, but be like Kurt Angle was when he was in the ring. Right. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. But I like that you're saying that that's something that you're trying to do right now because you just said that you've been in the business for 15 years. And I think a lot of people forget and I mean guys within the business, that we're all constantly still learning and growing and evolving. You hear guys that just get set in their ways and that's it. But you, you don't seem to be that guy because you're still trying something new right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, you have to try new things. Otherwise, you get stale. Right. And you being a trainer now, I'm sure you're you're trying to instill that into the students that you have. Yeah, for sure. We, we got some good guys coming out of CWF. Yeah? Yeah. I know I said earlier about training with them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Some of them train differently than what I used to, but I mean, there's still some good guys training there right now. Is that something you ever thought that you would do? Like, was that like a goal of yours? Like, someday I'm going to train the next crop of guys? Honestly, no. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So it just fell into uh, your lap then? Kind of, yeah. So how did that happen? I I do enjoy it, though. Mm -hmm. It's something I didn't think I'd do, but... Now that I'm doing it, I have a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. and uh, it it helps me myself as well, working with new guys, because you got to be able to work with what they can do at the time, mm-hmm. and then put that in, try to get them to elevate their game. At the same time, you're going back to basics with a lot of it, and going over headlocks, and it's like, well, I know how to do a headlock, but how can I get the most out of this headlock now? Right. Yeah. That's, and you know, that goes back to what we said about old school wrestling. There's, there's storytelling. There's a way to work a hold for seven minutes and a 12 minute match and, and make it good. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's complicated. I I know it's not to people who aren't inside the business who are listening to this are probably like, okay, but like to us, we know that it's really a complicated thing to try and do. (laughs) Yep. So who would you say for you personally, just off the top of your head, are your four like Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling? Oh, my. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to come up with just four. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Is it WWE or is it all together? It's all together. Whatever, whoever pops into your head, you could throw anybody out there. Okay. Believe it or not, I don't think I'd put Shawn Michaels on the list. Really? Yeah. All right, well, he's this interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still probably my favorite to ever do it. But yeah. uh, just there's other guys that I feel like they've done they've done it differently than he did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it, this is a really hard question. It, it is. But, uh, I don't ask it to everybody, but every time I do, there's always like long pauses in between. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd have to go... Probably Hogan, mm-hmm. Flair, The Rock, and Austin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I I understand the approach. As soon as you said Hogan, I was like, we're talking some of the biggest entertainers of all time. 
<laughs> no, I like it though. I mean, The Rock and Austin, Hogan and Flair, can you really argue with how much money those guys didn't just make for themselves, but for the wrestling business as a whole? Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, you... that's, a, that's a hard question though. <laughs> it, it is because it could be broken down as entertainers, wrestlers, who drew the most money. Um, it, it really just depends on the way that you approach the question, right? Yeah. So you were, you know, did you watch during the Attitude Era or what did you come in after? I, I watched a lot of the Attitude Era, but not as it happened. I watched a lot of it back on tape and stuff. Oh, okay. Because at the time I, I was only nine and I wasn't really fully invested in the wrestling yet. Like mm-hmm. I, my dad was and stuff, but I never... I never really sat down and watched until probably, like I said, the invasion angle started happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a bad time to jump into it either. As you said, with um, Austin and Angle, like there was such classic feuds and big things going on in just the wrestling business as a whole at the time. So I could see why that could rope somebody in to want to become a wrestler. Yeah, for sure. So tell me about uh, MWO. Oh, MWO. That's... Uh... That's a little, small, independent company that I run with my dad and my brother in Welland, Ontario. What Was that a, a, an end goal for you, to start your own company, or is that another thing that just kind of happened? No, that's one that uh, I was planning to run shows well before I even got into wrestling. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was doing the budget, I was doing the advertising, I was figuring it all out, like... <laughs> Wow. And with your family, too? Was that always the plan? Uh, well, that wasn't exactly the plan. My dad always wanted in on it, but I, I didn't expect my brother to be in on it as well. Oh, wow. That's really cool, though. Yeah. And how many years yeah, has it been? Yeah, we have a lot of fun. I mean, I'm sure. I, how many years have you guys been running now? Well, we did a show in 2013 that we ran. Really? But that wasn't part of MWO yet. And then we did two other ones that before we branded ourselves as MWO. So what were you flying under if you weren't using that yet? Live pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> the classic flyer, except it was actually the name of the company. <laughs> yeah. But we've been doing that as MWO, I believe, since 2018 was our first year. Okay. So, uh, but we had to stop because of COVID, obviously, for yeah. a little bit. But now, now we're back. We got one on May 6th coming up so the thing about that is is that i was initially booked to face you there (laughs) but because of covid and some restrictions that were happening at the time uh we couldn't do it and i'm pretty bummed because that would have been our first one-on-one and i've known you for like 11 years (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was looking forward to that one i was too i really was because i think the only time we've ever actually uh been in a match together was a six-man tag yes i think i remember that as far as being across the ring from each other, I did team with you once also. We teamed? Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Championship oh Wrestling. It was me, you, Marcus Midnight, and Jackson Jarvis versus Rex, Troy Buchanan, and Davey Delight. Oh, boy. Yeah. It was a handicap match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, remember, I remember wrestling against you. Yes. Yeah. That was in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, there was one very early in my career because it probably was around 2012, 2013. It was just that one-time thing. It was just, I don't even know how it came about. There was some kind of angle we were running. And yeah, I ended up on on your team. 
<laughs> oh boy. Good See, time. <laughs> you got you got hit in the head so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I have had a couple concussions over the course of fifteen years. Uh, yeah, well, I got one in that match. So, <laughs> oh, so you have MWO, and um, you know that was something that you always wanted to do. You're a trainer now. Do you have any other bucket list things that you want to accomplish in this business that you already have set out? Like before, I'm done. I have to do this and this. You know what? Honestly, I've never, I've never sent my my stuff in for WWE or Impact or AEW or anything like that. Really? And I kind of think I'd like to at some point. Yeah, I'm, dude, you you got to get on that, man. Fifteen years, come on. What's the I, reason? I saw you were just on SmackDown, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I've been um, doing a lot of a lot of WWE extra work and, and a little bit of AEW here and there too. So right. I, I guess I'm kind of, um, I'm just surprised that you haven't because of your longevity in the business. Is there a reason why you haven't? Well, I've, I've gone through a lot in over 15 years. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been some injuries, um, some personal stuff. And I don't know, just when I, when I was thinking about doing it, I ended up getting hurt mm. or I, I lost the confidence to do it. So I I think it's something that I'm going to be working towards coming up in the future. Okay, that's fair. Uh, it's it's a hell of an experience, I'll tell you that much. So, kind of staying in the same vein of like bucket list items and stuff like that. Are there anybody uh out there that you haven't faced yet that you you'd like to face? Do you have like a bucket list of opponents? You know, I've already wrestled them, but mm-hmm. I feel like I need to wrestle them one more time as Josh Alexander. Oh, okay. Just I, w- I would like to get one more match with him at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that I've never wrestled that I'd like to wrestle is uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Oh yeah, he's he's real good. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was supposed to wrestle him once for CWF, but the deal fell through because he was in Japan, I think, at the time. Oh wow. Okay. So uh, it it didn't work out, but uh, I'm I'm hoping that that one comes true someday because mm-hmm. i'd like that for sure now um, i i want to ask you about something specific here well i got a couple more things for you but you went viral at one time uh-oh. because of an incident and <laughs> i want to say it was eerie pa for pro wrestling rampage is that correct no no it was uh if it's the one that i think you're talking about is it involving top rope yes and some vomit yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that happened for, uh, at the time they were PWA, but now they're 365 Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it was actually at the Red Chevron in Guelph. Okay. But yeah, that, that got around. <laughs> <laughs> so, you gotta walk our, our listeners through what happened here, um, if you're okay with it. So, who were you in the ring with and, and you know, like, what happened? Um... What's his name now? The the Blade? The Blade of AEW, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, at the time, Pepper Parks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was wrestling him. I don't know. I must have ate something bad that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not as good a story as people think it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the clip was as good as people think it is. <laughs> yeah, the, the clip is pretty good. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't know what happened that day. There, there was a while there where I, for some reason, when I was wrestling, I just kept puking. Get out of and, here. Uh, I don't know why that was, and 
but for some reason it stopped and I'm glad. So Yeah. I remember you you went to the top rope and just kind of turned your head and just projectile vomited and then just kept wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was gross. And then you just had the rest of the match. <laughs> yeah, well, I wiped my mouth first and then yeah. I went back to the match. That's true. Always, always <laughs> got to wipe your mouth first, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to branch off from something that has nothing to do with wrestling right now, just real quick. You are a giant Taylor Swift fan. Oh, who told you? <laughs> <laughs> I pay I pay attention to your social media. <laughs> I don't know when I noticed this or like when I caught on, but like, when did that start for you? Because I know you like you'll post stuff all the time, and I'm like, wow, he really loves her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been a fan. I don't know if you know her albums, but I I've, I've been a fan since before her first album. Really? Yeah. I I discovered her on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I've been a fan ever since. And then I found out she had an album come out, and I was like, "Well, I gotta buy that." Yeah. So you're so, you're like an original Swifty. Oh yeah. <laughs> Before there was a yep. such thing. <laughs> yeah, I think what what was that? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Had to be somewhere uh, around there. Wow. Have you ever met her? No. Come on. There, There's a dream. <laughs> well, you're probably going to be very angry with me because I met her twice. What? <laughs> I did. <laughs> no. I really did. Not even joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to break your heart like live on the podcast, but, you know, I just wanted to throw out there that it did happen. <laughs> oh, boy. So, but you've seen her live at least, right? I've seen her live three times, yeah. Three times, okay. So you weren't part of this whole outrageous thing where people were trying to like grab tickets and they couldn't, and then they were like buying them for thousands and thousands of dollars or anything, right? Oh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I was trying to get tickets until I realized how difficult it was. Yeah, I'm sure there was like there was some serious outrage over that. Like people wanted to like sue Ticketmaster or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Ticketmaster got a lot of flack about that. You, you Taylor Swift fans are, are hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Taylor Swift fans are hilarious. You didn't ever, like, use any of her songs to, like, come out to for entrance music, have you? I used her song Haunted, but the uh, acoustic version, not the uh, lyric version. Oh, okay. And I've used, and I've used Ready for it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I love it. All right, let me curve yeah. this back to wrestling here because I feel like you'll you'll talk about Taylor Swift all night. Oh, I could, yeah. <laughs> well, let's um. Well, first of all, uh, what do you have coming up as far as bookings right now? Honestly, I don't have enough. Right. I, I would like to start uh, filling my calendar up a little bit more, but uh, right now I have CWF coming up next weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to a show called PWO. Pro Wrestling Ontario. Um, I'm talking to them, so I'm hoping to get on one of those shows soon. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> I understand though, because of running my own shows, it's hard to it's hard to fit people in all the time and right. use different guys, and you got to cycle people in and out. And I get it for sure. So uh, that was no pressure. Um, <laughs> And then I've been working with NSW and GCW, but I don't have any dates with them right now. 
Okay. And then and then I have MWO coming up May 6th. So uh, let's plug your social media then because I want people to be able to follow you so that when these dates come in and you have the flyers and you're promoting that, that they could uh, see where they could, you know, catch a show and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I don't really use Twitter, but I have one. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, Rob is Reckless. And then that's the same for my Instagram, which okay. I'm most popular on Instagram. Okay, so that's where we'll catch you sharing the most stuff and, and doing all yeah. your promote. Okay. Yeah, or Facebook. But my Instagram's linked with my Facebook, so I usually post stuff to Instagram and it, it goes to Facebook. I don't usually just share on Facebook. All right, perfect. Well, dude, I really appreciate you being here. I think we might have even talked about you doing the podcast like a year ago and we just never got to it. So uh, I, I really appreciate you being here, man, and this was fun. I hope you had a good time. I had a great time, actually. Well, maybe we'll get you back on for uh, some future wrestling discussions where we do our group discussions and stuff like that, and we'll, we'll get you on one of our panels. All right, sounds good. All right, man. Well, thank you very much, and uh, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. All right, listeners, once again, that was Robbie Reckless. Please give him a follow. All right, listeners, that was Robbie Reckless once again. Please give him a follow on all of his social media. Look for flyers. See when you can catch him next. And we will see you next week on the All Bets Are Off podcast. The preceding presentation has been brought to you by the Gear Network.